Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's summer, it's camping season, and it's time for you to get Blue Chew at BlueChew.com. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout and pay just $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com and the promo code TMS. Coming up on TMS, Gene Hackman, president of the Nipple Folk. White guy dancing for everyone. Two ciders and a Benadryl. What do the Irish do when they're weird? Shave your head for the job you want. Does this great red spot look infected? Jamming 70 Jupiters together with Bobby. Smoke rain every day. Cheeky jello shots. 420 shenanigans. <laughs> it's like you can you continue the song. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That man came out of nowhere. Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Not like Hawkeye? Uranus has a ring around it. Fen Fen diagrams with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Yeah. Was the space a space rabbit or what's his deal? He's a space rabbit. He's a space rabbit, man. From Hell's Heart, I podcast at thee. This is the morning stream. Whoa, look at the spring and Brian step over there, man. Get some Lots of coffee. Moving, moving and grooving this morning. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I keep forgetting I like to dance during that uh, little bit. And, uh, you know. Yeah, it's very nice. White guy, some white guy dancing for everybody. Nothing Enjoy. wrong with that. Did you say, I, I mean, I could say, I, I mean, this doesn't guarantee it, but it seems like you maybe slept better than I did. So congratulations. Well done. Uh, I did. Yes. The uh, Apparently the right combination for me is uh, two ciders, a jello shot, and a Benadryl. And uh, I can sleep right until six in the morning. Boom. You finally found the combo. The, I found the combo. Yes. The cocktail that will keep Brian from waking up in the middle of the night. Nice. Exactly. Yes. Not yes. me. Try to ask for it by name. I woke up at exactly four twenty. Uh, <laughs> time to wake and bake. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah. It was for other dumb reasons. I my wife made this amazing stew yesterday, and the kids were mm-hmm. over. We all had food together, and it was great. But I ate too much of it, and so I was up all night with like heartburn, and uh, that's fun. So I was dealing with that, and then. Um, yeah, just couldn't freaking sleep. And then I had a weird dream. And then I couldn't sleep because of that. So I slept bad. Oh, and also the rain came. And uh, uh-huh. you might think, oh, that'll clear the skies. All that smoke will yeah, get cleared yeah. out. Well, Brian, sometimes when you have your own fires, 
the rain puts oh. out those fires, and now there's new smoke from the fire you just put out. Well, yeah, uh, you know, uh, glass half full, rain put out the fires. I mean, yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, but now everything smells like we're in the middle of a forest and it's on fire, and it's sure, just low in sure. the valley, and it sucks, and it's wet too, so it's kind of a humid kind of smoke, which means it's all in your lungs and. Freaking sucks. Anyway, is that, is that the ultimate example of, of our relationship on this show? Oh, the rain came and put out the fires, and now all that smoke is just hanging in the air and it stinks. Yeah, but the rain put out the fires. That's right. It's a there's a positive. You're right. There's a positive. There is a John Lennon, Paul McCartney kind of dynamic going on here. There is. Uh, there is. Yes. And I'm I'm bringing the annoying uh, Asian lady to the band practices, and you guys are all irritated with me. <laughs> and I just can't make and can't can't stop making rhymes like oh blah d oh blah da. Exactly. And you're just the you're the handsome one too, which is the problem. No, I'm not. Well, no, and, and, I'm the cute one. In the, the, oh, the cute the, one, right? Paul McCartney was the cute one, right? Who was the handsome one, George? There was no handsome one. There was the quiet one, the the cute one, the the one that got a token song on every album to sing. <laughs> the one that was lucky to be there at all. That's right. Uh, yeah. What was uh? What was uh? Was John the? Was he John the, Lennon? What was he? Was he the sensitive one? I don't know if he was sensitive or if he was like just really like I don't know soulful or, or like yeah right the, just unhappy with everything. Just a heartfelt one. Well, the, not really unhappy with everything, but but was more philosophical, which I think again is kind of our dynamic. You yeah. know, I'm I'm you know you're a you're a hey I'm going to Vegas and I'm guy I'm going oh I'll throw yeah yeah yes after everything <laughs> while you say I was. Looking in the sky and I saw a cloud and it looked like a dog and I thought about my dog and <laughs> yeah and I, and I don't rhyme it at all I just I just right exactly yeah. yes yeah, yeah. and, it dry, oh, yeah, and then Brian's it. over there going ah oh, we need to make that rhyme I gotta write this down this is some this is some great songwriting some, here some quali- yeah quality need writing to, need to really uh, flesh out yeah it's pretty good uh okay so I had this dream we got to talk about it I don't yes. have my cards yes. here. I moved them. Where'd they go? Well, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's Why, in how there. dare you move the cards? I know. I don't know what I did. I moved some stuff around today or yesterday. But the, uh, okay, so I, it's not in there is the problem. Okay, it's not in the cards. No, not the, it's not in the <laughs> cards, everybody. This is a really weird one. In okay. this dream, before I woke up at 4, 420, uh, everybody's last name was Nipple in the world. Now, this seemed totally normal in the dream. Everybody's referring to everybody as Mr. Nipple. Nipple number three. Hello, Mr. Nipple. Hi, Nipple. Uh, Jay Nipple. You know, everyone was Nipple. Sure. And it seemed fine in the dream. Don't squeeze the Charmin, Mr. Nipple. Yeah, basically. (laughs) It was like Whipple and Nipple were just swapped. uh Uh, And then also, Gene Hackman was president during this entire thing. So President Gene Hackman, at his age now, which is like 94 or something... Oh really? Okay. Uh, so super old, just a reedy old thing. What, what movie? There, there were. There's at least one movie where Gene Hackman played the president, isn't there? Uh, there's the one, uh, No Way Out. He played the vice, or no? Yeah, uh, vice president. Uh, I thought it was a uh, secretary of defense or something, right? No. Let me look that up. Uh, that's the Costner deal. Absolute power. It looks like um, Gene Hackman is the president. Gotcha. President Alan Richmond. So you dreamed about absolute power. I must. I don't know. Think oh, I've and everyone that. was named. Uh, 
uh, a nipple in that movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, now it's all coming together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even think I've seen Absolute Power, so I don't know where no, I don't this I have either, idea yeah. came from. And the only connection I have with Gene Hackman lately is I did look him up. I don't know a couple of weeks ago just to see how he's doing. Yeah, and he oh, seemed fine. Man. Somebody keep an eye on him because we've talked about him on the show now. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's too. getting up there. Yeah, ninety four. I think. Let's see. I can confirm this. He was born nineteen. He was born in nineteen thirty. So that makes him <laughs> uh, help me with the math. Ninety. Oh, uh, let's see. So uh, it'd be seventy two two thousand ninety plus two or uh, plus one. So uh, ninety one ninety two. Ninety one ninety two. Okay. I had, I Depending had on when in the year he was born. And he still, you know, seems fine. Uh, oh, boy, talking about him makes me nervous because you know. I know, I know. And, I mean, he's you know he's uh, it's precarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's born January thirtieth, so he's January thirtieth, so he is ninety one years old. He's years had old. a birthday this year. Nice Popeye Doyle, well done uh, on your birthday. Um, <laughs> Popeye Doyle, his, wow, uh, that's a good deep cut. And a reminder: he hasn't made a movie since Welcome to Mooseport in two thousand four. It has been a while yeah. now. It's been sixteen years since he was in anything. Oh, and Welcome to Mooseport City and reminds us he plays a former U.S. president. Oh, I didn't know that. Who was retired and cajoled into running for town council. So, uh, so not just absolute power, but welcome to Mooseport. Yeah, and he was a royal in the Royal Tannenbaums, and actually named Royal Tannenbaum. <laughs> well, he was a Tannenbaum. Yeah. <laughs> or Tannenbaum. Yeah. Oh, yes, his first name was Royal. It was Royal. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Gosh, dang it! I love that movie. That is such a great movie. So good. All right. Anyway, Gene Hackman, we love you. We miss you. We hope you're okay. <laughs> but for whatever reason, he was president of the Nipple Nation, Nipple na- Nation of Nipples. And wow. uh, in the dream, it was all just like we were doing, going around doing our thing. Uh, the nice until thing it got cold, and until then, it uh... got cold. <laughs> <laughs> and once some of us had weird hair here, we only would only come out when it was cold. Yeah. And, uh, then, yeah. Some of us lactated. It was hard to keep sure, up with who sure. and when, but uh, but yeah, we uh, we were. It was weird, and I don't know how to. I don't know that there's no card for this. There's no. Um, Really, there's no help for this. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what you'd look for in the cards. Like, celebrity has to be one of the cards. Dreaming about a celebrity. That's right? true. So I could get the Hackman part taken care of, probably. Yeah, but I don't know about the nipples. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's naked people, but that doesn't count, I don't think. We're just talking about names. Because you didn't see any nipples mm-hmm. in your dream. No. there. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is There's zero nudity of any sort, <clears throat> and there was no, you know, no reference to nipples as body parts. Uh, or aspects, but only just names. Like, this is Mrs. Nipple. Oh, hello, I'm Mr. Nipple, and welcome to uh, the Nipple home, and, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a PG Nipple dream. Yes, JC, J. Hammond C. You're right. A PG Nipple dream. Yeah, PG Nipple dream. <laughs> PG Nipple dream. It's my, uh, it's my accountant, actually. PG Nipple dream. Accounting. <laughs> when PG Nipple dream talks. People stand up and listen. Uh, he sounds like an old-timey like film producer, doesn't he? It does, right? Yeah. Right. Ah, From PG the Nipple studios Dream. of PG Nipple Dream. <laughs> I love that name. It's really good. Rolls off the tongue. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you sent me some yeah. photos yesterday, and I must know more. Please explain <laughs> what happened at the TMS All right, so content Tina bar. Tina took me out for a mystery date, yeah. and this is her turn to pick. And I really had no idea at all what she had planned you know usually you can kind of get an idea like when we did the um the we always have to tell 
the other person a few things, right? Like, all right, well, here's what you're going to want to wear. We're going to be walking a lot. We're going to be outside. We're going to be inside, whatever. So we have to, um, we have to prepare the other person so that they, you know, it's not, oh, we're going for a long walk and you brought high heels and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sure. Or we're going to a fancy restaurant and you're in shorts and a, and a dumb Spider-Man t-shirt. Right, right. So, but for this one, she said, yeah, what you're wearing is going to be fine. It's like, oh, well, that's no help. We're going to be inside. Uh, we are going to be inside. Yeah. I said, okay. Uh, are we having dinner? She's like, yep, we're having dinner. And the thing is going to take place in the same place as dinner. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a clue. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, we're having dinner, but there's a thing that happens after the dinner in the same place in the, in the restaurant or in the place where we're having dinner. So that, that's the only real clue I had. Okay still wasn't enough i'm thinking yeah jay hammond see exactly i was thinking is casa bonita are they they i know they're open by reservation right now or something there's something going on with casa bonita is that a possibility sure or are we doing like going to like a uh dinner playhouse thing one of those things where you eat and then there's people who put on a play in front of you so uh we start heading to downtown, downtown Denver, and we get to uh, this area. And I still, again, I don't know this area very well. I don't know all the things that are in there. And as we round the corner, I see a place called Hamburger Mary's. That's a great name. And as soon as I see Hamburger Mary's, yeah. I know this is probably where we're going uh-huh. and, and have an idea of what we're doing. Hamburger Mary's is a uh, is known for their uh, drag uh, services. They're, they're, it's a total drag to go in there. There's, yeah, it's a real uh, drag, yeah. It is a uh, restaurant where everybody is in drag. All the the uh, wait staff and, well, some of the wait staff is not wearing much, yeah. let alone drag. Yeah. But it's a, uh, the only reason, the only thing I can think of for the name, why it's called Hamburger Mary's is because, and it got brought up a couple times last night, is because the meat is tucked back between the buns <laughs> no really that's, that's the that's the only like that's the only thing i can come oh up with for why gosh. the place is called hamburger mary's amazing that's amazing so uh so yeah we go in there and it is drag bingo and um drag bingo. uh it's it's headed up by two uh men dressed as women mm-hmm. uh um, who are calling out numbers and it is absolutely an R-rated kind of deal there. And there's there's a couple over there, or actually a whole family over there that is in town for uh um uh, you know, a wedding and the the bride and groom or the newlyweds are there at the table and all the old the family's there and the elderly members of the family look like this is the worst thing they've ever uh <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Some of those people are just going because that's where they were told to go. Right? Yes, like, exactly. Oh my lord! I mean, I was going there because I was told to go there. Although this right. is a place, I told Tina this. I said, "I'm glad you picked this for a mystery date because if you didn't, I was planning on taking her there for a drag brunch some Saturday or Sunday morning because <laughs> they do a they do a um uh, uh a really good brunch service up there. Um, burger was good, by the way. I had a uh, I had a hula girl, which is a beef patty with a pineapple chutney bacon and a teriyaki glaze oh i know was, you like the the, the pineapple burgers. i do like yeah it's yeah. like the bonsai burger at, at um red robin but it's easier this one is easier to eat because it is just a big chunk of grilled pineapple on the on the patty right so it sounds um, good i would eat it right now 
That sounds wonderful. So while we were actually sitting there enjoying our meal before before the drag bingo started, uh, we were approached by a guy who was wearing. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, a jock strap. I think suspenders of some sort. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm showing the chat um, this guy right And I now, sent but... Scott a photo. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, here's the way I do it. I send Scott a photo when he's on when this guy's on the absolute other side of the restaurant facing away from us. So yeah. the butt cheeks are in full view. But it's a big photo. And I figure Scott's gonna like zoom in and start looking around to see what's <laughs> going on in this photo. And I'm just imagining when he like zooms in and slides over to a certain spot, it's like, oh I know that guy <laughs> that guy came out of nowhere, man. It was like, whoa, hold on. Because otherwise, I'm seeing the backs of, like you said, like, here's like yeah. an old lady. Families and, and a couple. And, sure. Right, exactly. It's not yes. what I expected to see that. But. Yes. And uh, this guy was going around. His name is Cody. He was very, very nice. Uh, Cody was walking around with a tray of Jello shots mm. and um, offering, uh, there were $3 for a Jello shot, $4 if he serves it to you, meaning he uh, opens the container and pours the jello shot into your mouth five dollars if you'd like to consume said jello shot off of his bare buttocks no yes really a literally a slurp my butt kind of situation there that's what's what gross scott out the most i can tell you right now (laughs) he said it's funny because he said uh you guys want jello shot and tina's like oh i'm sorry i can't and i said um sure i'll do one and so I got one, and he says, "You wanna, you wanna do it off my butt?" I'm like, "Oh no, thank you, I'm good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, "I've showered." I'm like, "Well, I haven't." <laughs> yeah, go on about your day. Gross. Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's gross. Ugh. Clearly, nobody, nobody during the whole time we were there. He went around, sold all his Jello shots, uh, and came back and refilled his tray a couple times. And uh, uh, he never, nobody ever took the Jello shot off of the butt cheeks. That's, uh, which really is a bummer. I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, I mean, you, as far as you observing and saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell everybody on the show about this," I am pro this. But man, you don't <laughs> want to be that guy. <laughs> right, right. I am all for somebody in this restaurant doing it, but it ain't gonna be it's me. Not gonna be me. So he's uh, he's got like a twenty or something stuffed back there in his little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he was making money, money, uh, money. He's making money <laughs> hand over fist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, selling those jello shots, doing well, and not having pockets to put that money in. But uh, I will say, as kind of a cool tattoo, he's got wings, like a wings tattoo. Yeah, on his back. Yeah, on his upper back, some yeah. wing, a, a really cool wing tattoo thing. So, um, so, and, and then a we trucker playing, hat, like a freaking flat brim hat, which is a little weird. But it is a weird hat with the bunny ears on. I don't know if you can see the bunny ears on yeah, that hat. A little bit. Oh no, not with in the Louise. shot. You're right. I can't. Like a Louise kind of situation. Oh, can you? Okay, I got a question. Brian also sent me his bingo card. They they were trying to make a wiener out of your bingo card, right? That was a thing. That's what's that? They they actually tried to make a wiener out of that card. Well, that was the goal. So um, I'm glad you asked that. So the the photo I sent you right before that shows the um what you're trying to get for bingo and the first one is any bingo across the board any line blah 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 and then yeah. another one is um small square or big square which of course they call uh, tight hole and loose hole mm. uh, but you know and the the two squares around the free space in the middle inner and outer squares that you can make there and then that uh the one i sent you was um for lack of a better term you can see it in the photo beforehand the tv behind the uh 
the drag queens. Yeah, the old C and B over there. There you go. Exactly. That's as that's as yeah. far as I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, C and B. <laughs> and I showed you that card because Tina won. Oh. Nice. That is Tina's card, and Tina won bingo with uh, C and B, and it had to go up front. And uh, they looked over her card and said, "Oh yeah, you've got C and B, and you're sitting with C and B as well." And I'm like, "Ha ha, yeah, yeah." yeah. You kind of wave because you're C and B. I get what they did. Right, exactly. Yeah. She won a gift card, a fanny pack full of um, uh, 360 vodka prizes. Like 360 vodka is a sponsor. No vodka in the fanny pack, but. Um, uh, but like a, you know, pop socket thing and uh, um, whatever else is in there. I haven't really looked, but some some other three three sixty vodka merchandise yeah. and um, one of those tall uh, fragile leg. No way. <laughs> like the one I had in Vegas years yeah. ago. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now we have matching Fragile uh, leg uh, drinks, but we can take that back to uh, Hamburger Mary's anytime and probably go for brunch sometime. And, um, and they'll fill it with uh, frozen pina colada or margarita or something like that. Well, the thing that makes a place like this work absolutely function and make it so it doesn't go under because these are all fun yeah. gimmicks and everything yes. is the food has to be good and it sounds like yes. the food is good. Food was great. Yeah, yeah, Tina had a mac and cheese a Southwest mac and cheese which was awesome. I tried a little bit of that and it was really good. My burger was really good. Um, I'm sure they toss a mean salad in that place. Oh yeah, uh, you know they do. <laughs> Somebody, somebody call. Uh, I just salads on the menu. Yeah, call Jello Shot, man. He'll take care of whatever you need. That dude. Um, and between uh, between every couple of rounds of bingo, they would do an actual show. Like uh, uh, one of the queens would disappear into the back room for a little while, come out in an outfit, and then lip sync um, an entire song and walk around the bar and and you know collect tips and get up in people's faces and sing to them and, and that sort of thing. And I sent you a photo of the uh, um, the second show, which was uh, Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Oh, I was going to ask what she was singing, but now it makes sense. Yeah, you'd say that. it makes okay. sense because that is the total Tony Braxton look. Yeah. Um, are you putting those on screen, by yeah, the way? Yeah, they're seeing all these as we cool. do it. Cool. What's with the wheel back there? Is that part of the bingo thing? Yeah, it's part of the bingo. So after oh. you win, you spin that wheel. And... Um, Twice that wheel landed on get a lap dance from uh, Cody, good old Cody and his jello shot tray, <laughs> yeah. and his uh, wearing like four straps of clothing on his body. Yeah. Um, Cody was really good at giving the lap dances, I'll say that. Uh, I didn't, Tina, neither Tina nor I got one, but um, it was directly in front of our table, like we could have poked him with a fork uh, yeah. while he was <laughs> doing a lap dance, it was that close. Wow. And uh, he's, is he the only one like this? Like, there's not like three of him. He's the only one dressing like that in that okay. whole place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. You had him in that outfit. You had the two drag queens. And then everybody else was just in like shorty shorts and tight t shirts and stuff. Nice. All yes. right. Where is this? Downtown yeah, that, Denver somewhere? Like, right in the middle downtown of Downtown Denver, 17th Street. Uh, basically, there is a a great restaurant row of like all of our high-end restaurants, some good local eateries and expensive local eateries. It's all down 17th street, um, on the East side of downtown Denver. And, um, uh, yeah, I highly recommend this place. If you come to Denver and you want to 
you know, do a drag brunch or go play drag bingo or or whatever. I mean, you could even go there not when they're doing a thing and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and have fun. But and if you want a uh, freaking lap dance from Chad, the guy with the hat and a Jello shot tray, he's a, he's up right. for it. He's down for sure. For sure. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. Well done, Tina. Tina picked a picked a good one for you there. <laughs> She did. I know. I don't know how I'm going to top that next week, next month. Right? Oh, I know. I can. I can take her to another country. Oh, there you go. That's a. That, oh, I can top that. Yeah. Not even a mystery, I guess. But I don't yeah. even know if I can count any of that as a mystery date. Maybe we'll go get. Uh, uh, there's some mystery date thing we'll do while we're there or something. Yeah, it'd be some weird thing. Uh, let's see. What do the Irish do when they're weird? Uh, I can't think of anything. Uh, what do the Irish do when they're weird? Yeah. What do they do? <laughs> What do they do when they're they weird? They call into the show and tell you to undock your sweat. Oh, yeah, that's what they do. They tell you to undock yeah, your Jeff switch. Yeah, Jeff lives here now. He just moved to Denver, so oh, you got to nice. pull him into the Denver Tadpole group. That's pretty good. Yeah, do that. Uh, also, show. let's do this. Right now, right here. Oh, if I can, <laughs> if I can balance three things at once. I'm going to play a little thing for you, and you'll know what it means when I play it. Hold on. Where is it? Okay, here it is. I think science. I'll make you go poo-poo. Look who it is in his wacky shirt. It's Bobby Frankenberger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Moving in on Brian's shirt business? No What's kidding. going on? Yeah, I think Brian, you and I you're not the, same, the only one. That's the same one I have, as a matter of fact, with all the little hidden Avengers in there. Yeah, yeah. look at that. It's got the Avengers and palm trees. and. Yep. You look like, like um, ha- uh, Hawkeye. So Hawkeye has a shirt like this on MASH, and my daughter, Carter, has convinced me to be Hawkeye for Halloween this year because she has a mm-hmm. shirt just like that. So you wear that. You wear green, like a... Yep, a fatigue-looking fatigue T-shirt underneath. underneath it. Yep, and I'm going to do... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to wear a hat, like one of his stupid hats, where he was, and then have a little mar- fake martini glass. That's my plan. It's going to be right. great. Uh, listen, Bobby, uh, just because you got to fill in for me last week doesn't mean you get to fill in for me in the wardrobe Look, department, too. Yeah. You dress for the job you want, right? <laughs> that's right. These are good, that's right. good advice. So shave your shave your head and we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That might, that might be a... That's a the deal breaker? Yeah. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Uh, well, Bobby, welcome back. Bobby's here to do our science segment, of course, and uh, runs his own little show called All Around Science. And today we thought we'd talk about everyone's favorite planet, Jupiter. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Big ass thing floating out there. You don't think about it too much. You heard about it in school. But really, how often do you like think back on Jupiter? Well, today you're going to be forced to, okay? We're not going to talk about Delta variants or Epsilon variants or all this other shit going on in the world. We're going to talk about no, we'll, planets. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about now. that later when Wendy gets here. Instead, it'll be, hey, a planet and cool facts about it. So, Bobby, why should I give two shits about Jupiter these days? Yeah, well, I am a, a big fan of just talking about anything science-related just for the sake of it because I just like geeking out about it. But but I didn't just randomly pick Jupiter. It was motivated by something. Right now, <laughs> Jupiter is in it's what's called in opposition <laughs> and that doesn't, you know, disagreeing with us right now. Yeah, it's in opposition to everything that we do, and so <laughs> we're um, we're 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 going to war mm. um, with the Jovians. The Jovians, <laughs> sweet. Let's go. Yeah. I'm in. Um, no, <clears throat> when a planet is in opposition, what that means is that it's lined up with the sun, and then the Earth, and then that planet, all in a straight line with the Earth mm. between the sun and that planet. Um, and that's called in opposition. So Jupiter is lined up right now. And what that means is that it's as bright in the sky as it's going to be. And it's, it's great 
for viewing with the naked eye. You can see it very easily or with a telescope and stuff like that. So um, I thought, let's talk about that, how you can see it if you want to go see it and step outside and see it and um and some fun jupiter facts can you see cool. the big uh can you see the big uh storm thing spot whatever it is what's it called the great the great red spot yeah the great so red spot probably definitely not with your naked eye probably not with a telescope you have at home but but you can see that with um some 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 more high powered telescopes like if you're really into astronomy mm-hmm. and you have one of those like really fancy ones you might be able to see the the great red spot um, and that which, thing, for uh, the for the record, that thing's just a big permanent storm, right? It's just never yeah, gonna stop. Yeah, that's a fun fact that wasn't on my list, but uh, but it is. It's um, it's just a big storm that's been it's been raging for oh, I don't know, for as long as we've been able to see the see the planet in enough detail. But probably, I don't know for. I don't want to give a number, but I think it's in the order of thousands of years. They thousands of years, that. that thing raging, never stopping, always on. Mm-hmm. That's just a, yeah. that's a, such a strange concept. Like and never multiple. Like there's right. there's always one red spot. There's never two, and there's never zero. Like it, you know, that storm didn't collapse in on itself. Yeah, or spawn a second storm that kind of went off. The <laughs> I think on the on the galactic scale, what needs to happen is Jupiter needs to go to see its primary care physician and say, "Is this, <laughs> yeah. is this a problem? Does this, does this look infected? Yeah, this is a, do I need to get it removed? Like, what are we gonna do? That's a long. Also, it's got funny. a little bit of a gas problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because the the color actually is coming is is likely from the storm like dredging up other stuff mm. from deeper into the planet so maybe it does need to be looked at well someone uh, said it's shrinking in the chat is that true i don't know if that's it is shrinking it's it's about half mm. the size of what it was when it was first discovered oh really okay yeah, yeah. Mm. and um it will eventually go away but scientists think that it's very likely that another one will pop up mm. to replace it when it does finally interesting disappear. okay well that makes sense uh all right what else do we have in terms of uh, some cool uh, factual information about this big planet we can see now well, like I said, you can go outside and see it. It's it's out at night, and it's it's it'll rise as the sun's going down, and that's again because it's in opposition. So you're not gonna if you're facing the sun, then you're facing away from Jupiter right now. So um, it'll it'll be there all night, and it'll rise uh, it'll rise just in the southeast of of the sky, and it'll slowly move across the south of the of the sky, and then set in the southwest by sunrise. And so if you want to go out at night and see it, it'll be the brightest object in the night sky, except for the moon. Uh, the moon is always the brightest, but it'll be the brightest uh, object you can see in the night sky. And, and it's pretty bright. I saw it not too long ago before it got to opposition a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just happened to notice it when I was out. We were in Charleston, actually, on vacation. Any any tricks? Any tricks to the trade for uh, people living in a shroud of smoke from uh, wildfires? And we you know, we're screwed. We can't see this thing. It's not going to happen. Yeah, move somewhere where there's no move. Smoke. Where there's no smoke. Okay. <laughs> That's all you can do. Yeah. Sweet. Or somehow fly above the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> um, it will be around until uh, you'll you'll be able to easily see it until the end of August. So if s- smoke clears up, I don't know. I've never lived out there, so I don't know how quickly that stuff clears up for you guys. But yeah. Um, if it does clear up, you should still be able to see it by the end of August. Okay, so it's well. it, it'll it's at least a chance uh, to see it. I've got a friend with a really powerful uh, telescope, and he'll pull that out once in a while when something weird or cool happens. Um, and even like in this horrendous smoke, 
there's an opportunity to like to look at the sun in a way that you can't normally because it's so shrouded. You yeah. can actually kind of look at it without, you know, that's the, pretty cool without the bad stuff well, if, of looking at it. If you do have a telescope, which your friend seems to have <coughs> and, um, and, and especially if it's a more powerful one. Um, but, but maybe also with a typical run of the mill telescope, um, you might be able to see uh, four of Jupiter's uh, biggest moons. Mm. Um, they're actually able to be seen, not with a naked eye, but with a telescope, you can see them. They're called the Galilean moons. Um, they're the first four moons that were discovered. They were discovered by, you You know, you could guess Galileo. 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 Yeah. Figaro. Yeah, um, we actually are. had a trivia question about the moons because two of them are bigger than Mercury. They're like yeah. the eighth and ninth biggest things in the solar system. Yeah. Uh, Titan and Ganymede. Yes, Ganymede is one of them. Um, and the four, Titan's not one of the Galilean moons, but the four oh. Galilean moons are Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. Callisto, that's it, yeah. So oh, pretty, right, right, right. Ta- pretty Titan gnarly. is uh, Saturn. Some, yeah, Saturn. Right, right. Saturn, yeah. Some right. gnarly shit went down on uh, some of those moons in uh, the, the uh, books for The Expanse and the TV show. So, yeah. Ganymede. Yeah. <laughs> Telling that's you right. some dark some stuff. Serious stuff that <laughs> that's right. It's pretty serious fiction, but still happened. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this: How big is the Earth compared to that? Because it look, I'm looking at a picture of the Earth that looks like a marble next to the red spot. It's like tiny. Uh, several Earth-sized planets could fit across the diameter of the red spot. Um, I don't know. I don't have an exact number on me, but several could. Yeah, wow. that's just nutty looking because uh, this this image that. I'm showing the chat <clears throat> shows that it's just like one of, I don't know, like you said, probably four or five of these marbles could fit inside the storm. And if you just think the about storm, yeah, just, just the storm. The storm. Jeez, <clears throat> crazy. So if you think about like if, if, you know, there was always this thing growing up where you'd have this cool idea. If you were on Jupiter, the gravity was so much, you know, more because they're on a giant mass planet. that's mm-hmm. way bigger than ours that if you could survive there, you'd just be these massively hulky, strong people that if you went back to earth you could just kick everybody's ass i used to love that story that was such a great idea right i remember it was like omni magazine or cosmos the tv show showed what creatures that lived on jupiter would look like like these big floating um bags of gas that have these long tendrils pointing to the ground and they just kind of float along in the in the gassy uh, atmosphere of the of the planet. Yeah. yeah, people people like to speculate what it would be like. I think they thought at one point also that if there was any life on the gas giants, that it was probably would just be some sort of like microbial life floating mm-hmm. around in the clouds. Mm. Sure. Um, but speaking of size comparisons between Jupiter and Earth, uh, Jupiter is way bigger than the earth obviously but um you could fit hundreds of earths inside of jupiter but actually jupiter is two and a half times more massive than all of the other planets combined oh my lord oh wow like every other planet if you were to make a super planet out of all of them um then it would still be uh jupiter would still be two and a half times more massive than all of those other so planets. we could fit the entire solar system within jupiter's radius or its volume well i'm not sure about size because remember one thing to know size and mass are different right right, Um, right. so we're just talking about the masses which is how much stuff is in there but yeah you could if you take all the stuff not including the sun all the stuff from those planets you could fit it 
inside of Jupiter. Even yeah. a couple of moons, even just cram them in the corner there, and you'd have a, just you know, all sorts of some asteroids from the asteroid belt. Just cram stuff in. Yeah, there. Plenty just of shove room. it all in. There's plenty yeah. of room for everything. Yeah, careful Jupiter's though, because the bag of holding of our solar the bag system. of holding in space. <laughs> I love. Is it. there a uh, so we know that obviously Jupiter and Saturn are both gas giants. Is mm-hmm. there a um, a small planet core like a hard core in the center of each of those that this gas is floating around Just or nu- nougat yes nougat. yes actually um jupiter's core is this is really cool jupiter's core is made of liquid metallic hydrogen whoa Ooh. whoa okay yeah. hold on now so so metal so it's metal like what? sort of okay not not really hydrogen is a weird element because it's not really uh, a metal but it has the properties of metal at really high pressures um, what makes a metal a metal is is that all the nuclei of the atoms are really close together to form a solid but the um, the electrons are free floating between all of them they're not bound to one particular atom so they call it an electron C um, and so all the all the nuclei of the atoms are really close together but the electrons are shared and, and move between all of them uh, and that's what happens to hydrogen at a really high pressure is all the the hydrogen nuclei get kind of locked together in place and then they share their electrons. Mm. So, Interesting. So it has the properties of a metal, but it's, it's cool. It's, a, it's cool. To, it's it's pretty sci-fi to imagine liquid metallic hydrogen. It's up right up there with with uh, transparent aluminum and <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You know this, this uh, Star Trek. What, Star, Star Trek, Trek bullcrap. Yeah, yeah. Once we're done uh, conquering Mars, is, is Jupiter the next thing? Like, are we gonna, you know, we're we're, you know, we've got our little uh, our little machine on Mars, running around taking pictures and getting soil samples and looking for evidence of water and stuff like that. Is Jupiter the next thing that we well, focus it would have on? To be a, it'd have to be a drone, right? Because right. it can't land anywhere. Even the core, right. which, if anything, made it down to the core, would just be crushed because of the pressures. Um, right. But even if it was able to make it down there, it's liquid, so. Um, it's got to just float around, hover around, and not yeah, try and so land on anything. It, um, it would just have to float around. Uh, the um, it would be interesting to live on Jupiter. The Jupiter's day, even though it's so big, it spins way faster than every other planet. So its day is only ten hours long. Oh man! Um, but uh, we'd so that'd to, be we'd have to change. We'd have to have some lifestyle changes there. Yeah, you definitely would not get to sleep very long. Yeah, today's my sleeping day. Uh, yes. Tomorrow yeah. I'm awake all day. I think yeah. I think today's people I think people always assume well because it's so much bigger it'd be like a 90 hour day or something, but it's not. It's fast. It's yeah. spin so quickly. Yeah, the more it, as a rule, um, as a general rule of thumb, the bigger something is, the faster it spins uh, because of physics. I'm not. I won't explain it. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Here's a question. It's made of mostly hydrogen. Hydrogen, as we know, at least here on Earth, uh, when exposed to the right conditions, is a very combustible element. Yeah. Uh, are there? I'm not. I'm not looking for a disaster. Could we light here. Jupiter on fire? Is yeah. Like, or could it be lit on fire by either natural means or you know uh, something collides with it or whatever? Like, is that thing our ticking time bomb in the in the, the fire solar also system? needs oxygen? So I don't know what. Oh, how good that point. Will all yeah, that's a good work. point. Yeah. So maybe that maybe yeah, that doesn't it, matter. Maybe there's no way this ever you know yeah. it's been there long enough. You have you have to have some sort of um, accelerant is what oxygen is referred to when it comes to combustion. Um, 
and uh, and so Brian, I think, kind of has it right. It's also a mixture of hydrogen and helium, so mm. I don't know how that affects that. But um, if it were to, if the pressures were to get high enough, then it would get hotter and hotter. It could, it could uh, start to fuse hydrogen and helium together and, and basically turn into a star, um, because that's some people some people will refer to jupiter as a failed star like it didn't quite get enough hmm. mass to turn into a star i don't know that that's quite so accurate because it would have to be like 70 times more massive sure. to turn into a star so yeah. it has to be a lot bigger um but there's nothing stopping it from if you jammed 70 jupiters together it would the pressures would get so great because it's so massive that it would likely just under the forces of its own pressure ignite and start Maybe it's like my sister. Burning. My sister had to have those her ovaries removed because one of them because uh, she didn't know it, but she had a twin uh, growing inside of her that stopped at like mm. had it had some teeth, some hair, and like an eyeball. <laughs> Actually, the eyeball I make that part up, but uh, the rest of it was there. And they took it out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that would have been your twin." Maybe this was that. It was like a you know <laughs> just got far enough to barely be anything it's a, a little bit of teeth and hair and, and genetic material but at the end of the day it just didn't have what it took and the other twin made it and then that's our son maybe that's the that deal. sounds like a perfect analogy <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> uh, it's fun to think of though isn't it it's fun it's a good yeah. time nail head hit yep okay, there you hold go. On. nailed it <laughs> uh so uh, uh the other other question i have about this thing is uh-huh. If we, you say it's a bunch of helium, also, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean like if we were had suits that were good enough to go down there, and we finally figured out a way that man could go and like explore the the atmosphere and you know dig down into the gases and see how dense it is and all that, would we all be? Well, hey, everybody! I'm at the I'm at the middle of the thing. <laughs> would that Would that happen? Would it make our voices all effed up or no? I don't know because it's again it's it's mixed with hydrogen as well, so I don't know how that would. Um that how that would work i don't think it's safe to breathe so much hydrogen <laughs> so yeah. um maybe not yeah. uh but um it's uh it's it's definitely something people talk about mining helium and hydrogen from gas giants one day 100 mm. you know much just dis- on the much distant future oh kind of a lando calrissian deal you 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 build right, a cloud little, city yeah it's been uh sure yeah, yeah. why not Build a little uh, a little station in the clouds of Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, and you could have a guy that worked for you that doesn't say anything, but he has a cool like uh, uh, ro- robot thing around his head. Headphones, he, yeah, yeah, headphones, <laughs> digital readout headphones. Yeah. Instead of robot, you call him Lobot. It'll be fantastic. I'm looking forward to our future. <laughs> Lots of little robots that just ask people how many languages they speak. And- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, how many languages do you speak? He would say. Was Jabba's palace, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> revoke, revoke my nerd part. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. This is all great, uh, and we could probably go on forever, but we got Wendy coming up soon, so we won't. But uh, uh, any uh, anything else you want to? Any other big uh, Jupiter bombs you want to land on us before we go? Oh, geez, Jupiter bombs! Jupiter bombs! Um, Jupiter yeah. bombs! Sounds like a tasty dessert. Mm, um, it does actually the uh, not not really? Um, I guess if you want to see Saturn, Saturn's also out, um, and it's easy to find. It, I showed, told you how to find Jupiter. It's the brightest thing in the sky except for the moon but if you if you find that then um all you have to do is look to the right of jupiter by a like hold your arm out and it's about a, a hand's width to the right of jupiter mm-hmm. um so you, you can find jupiter and saturn pretty close together 
That's neat. And if you do have a powerful telescope or a decent telescope, you might be able to see Saturn's rings. Yeah, I'd love to. See. Those are the things you want to see when you talk about Saturn, right? Nobody cares about anything yeah. but, the, but the damn rings. Jupiter has rings. Yeah, it does, right? Um, They're just super faint or smaller or whatever? They're just a lot smaller. Yeah. There's one at the, not the base. One of the other ones, no... too. Uranus or Neptune also has does Uranus uh, a have? ring, and I oh. can't remember which one it is. Well, so I'm looking at a photo of Jupiter, and when it's this this makes no sense because we're thinking of it as up and down and right and left but when you tilt it or you're looking at a certain part of its axis whatever its pole is there's a mm-hmm. ring down at the bottom like a smaller like a, it's a weird it's weird it's not like right around the center the way we think oh, of really? saturn it's like at the bottom of jupiter just kind of down there like a little crown it's weird it's freaking weird i Jupiter's didn't know that i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up yeah you gotta go find i'm looking at this image here and as you know anything you find on the internet randomly must be absolutely accurate <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, how we do research for our podcast. We right. just, the first thing we find on the internet, we well, talk about it. Look, that Google University uh, uh, <laughs> certificate I have didn't earn itself, okay? I had to do the work. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Uh, maybe one day we'll get more into the Saturn business because I'd love to know why that thing has such prominent rings, why they're right around the center, and what that what that yeah. even means, and why are other planets. Yeah. Like, why is our why, why isn't Earth have some cool rings? That'll be on another segment where we talk mm-hmm. about planets, you guys. Teaser. Teaser. That's what that's called in the business. Hey, Bobby, speaking of teasers, tell people where they can get more of your cool show and why it's rad. Uh, well, the podcast is called All Around Science, and me and my co-host talk about science every week and what's in science news and then just fun, interesting things that we like to talk about in science. And um, to this week, uh, tonight, what we're going to be recording, we're talking, and it'll be out on Monday, we're going to be, uh, my co-host's feature, she's talking about vaccines and pregnancy Mm. um and um because there's a lot of misinformation out there about covid and vaccines and pregnancy and she's tired of it Mm. so Mm -hmm. she's gonna clear it all up for you so if you're interested in in hearing about that you should check out all around science i am in full agreement with that idea and by the way someone in the chat tells me that that is the southern aurora not rings oh Blue. Oh yeah, they just found out that Jupiter has aurora recently, or they photographed it or something. Gotcha. So. Okay. Well, the it's southern not a ring, lights. Then. I mean, <laughs> it's a ring of sorts. It looks like a ring. It's in a it ring does. formation. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. So take that, Internet. I was right all along. Bobby, have a great week, and we'll see Thanks. you next time. Bye now. All right, that was fun. Cool. I like planet shit. Yeah, I do too. Oh, okay. Terry Z says that both Uranus and Neptune have ring systems. I, I knew one of them did. I didn't realize both of them did. Cool. So your Uranus, you've got rings around Uranus? So I, I do. And uh, as soon as I can get some bleach, some approved bleach, I'll take care of that. Oh, yeah. You can get your, get your bum hole bleached. That's the thing. Yeah, you can I do. think Cody probably had his bum hole bleached. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're going to keep a jello shot in there, you got to keep it bleached. <laughs> you better bleach. Yeah. yeah, why not? All right. Um, we're going to. We have five minutes, so I'm going to do one news story, which will give us a chance to talk about Coverville. So here you go, everybody. Enjoy this. It's the news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville. Yes, it is happening today, uh, celebrating the birthdays of Matt Johnson and Roland Orzabal. If those names don't ring any bells, they're the lead singers. Actually, Matt Johnson is the, the nucleus, the core of the band The The... 
Um, Johnny Marr was a member for a while from the Smiths, and uh, but it's really just been Matt Johnson's joint. So of course some the the covers. Roland Orzabal, the uh, one of the two lead vocalists of the band Tears for Fears, probably the more prominent of the two lead vocalists for Tears for Fears. So the the in Tears for Fears on today's Coverville. Very nice. Uh, um, Matt Johnson is my brother's name, and he just had his birthday, so you freaked me out for a minute. Whoa. Yeah. Was he ever in a band? Was he was he in a, no. a band that did some kind of fun music in the 80s and then got really angry in the 90s? And- no, no. <laughs> okay. He was always angry. No, he he's... Um, <laughs> That's a secret. He's always angry. Still doesn't really have a full grasp of English, so I don't think he would have done as well, Yeah, uh, given that, but uh, who knows. Good old Matt. Yeah. Uh, All right. This one story we're going to do. This is straight from KFC. Uh, This is an important news about your drive-in experience at KFC and other fast food uh, restaurants. They are currently now the king, the crown holder for the fastest drive-through. The slowest is Chick-fil-A. So we got a chicken on top and a chicken on the bottom. You could argue the one on the bottom is more actual chicken. And the one on top is maybe not the best chicken ever made. Anyway... KFC will get your stuff done in uh, 283.3 seconds. All right, they do it in seconds. Is that right? Yeah, they do it in seconds. Yeah, because that would be 280 seconds would be what, uh, four minutes and 40 seconds? Something like that. It's all, of course, averaged uh, here, but they did it all in seconds. Mm -hmm. So here are your fastest to to slowest. Okay. you know, times through the drive up. And this is this this uh, study was done during the pandemic. So in theory, an increased number of pickups and less in store, one would mm-hmm. think. But anyway, KFC 283.3 Taco Bell in number two position with 310.2 seconds. Uh, it's actually a lot more than the top spot. If you I don't know, you have to think of it that way. Also, sometimes Taco Bell and KFC, aren't they in the same building? Sometimes, Aren't sometimes, they? yeah, and Pizza Hut. Sometimes, all part of the same. Yeah, I wonder if that skews the numbers. Mishmash. Oh, it might. Yeah, yeah. Hardee's three hundred twenty-one point six. <laughs> Carl's Jr. thirty three hundred forty-one point six. Garbage food. Don't eat there. Uh, Burger King uh, with three forty-four point three. McDonald's right smack in the middle of this thing with three hundred forty-nine point three seconds. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts three fifty-one point seven. Wendy's at three fifty-eight point seven. And Arby's at 394.2. Mm, we have the meats, but they're slow. Yeah, slow meats. Uh, and then Chick-fil-A down there with 488.8. Uh, notable names missing from this. Let's see. Actually, maybe they're all there. Maybe there are no notable names missing. Are there any restaurants you can think of that should be on this list but are not, either because they're too slow or they're just not on this list? Um... Because it, it's all drive through so it's got to be place, up. you know. Subway obviously no drive through in most subways, and um, mm-hmm. uh, what's missing? I don't know. Well, I Megan. mean, Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are kind of the same. Oh, no, what's a, what's the Hardee's equivalent on other parts of the? Well, Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are, I think, are owned. Uh, They're the same, same depending parent. on what what part of the country you're in, yeah, right? I think so. Oh yeah, Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen, kind of. I mean. I know they've got their brazier stuff, but yeah, you can't really compare, compare Dairy Queen. Yeah. And I also, I mean, I know that like, uh, in and out is very fast, but they're not national. They're not national. We just got, boy, we got, it's, they've been springing up like crazy here in, uh, Denver. So we've got, I think three or four now and there's one eh, relatively close, but guess what? What? 
Uh, Freddy's is closer, and uh, between the two, I'll go to Freddy's. Yeah, I kind of prefer Freddy's too when I'm given yeah. the choice. I like their yeah. ice cream better, even I can't, even though I can't really eat it. Anymore. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did have an ice cream cone a week ago, and it didn't spike my sugar at all, and that made me oh, happy. Good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, your your doctor said you can do some. Yeah, Sugar here and now. there. It's just I can't yeah. sit down and eat a, a tray of Oreos, you know. Like, of course, of or course. whatever. You well, no just, one should. Even nobody people, should. Yeah. you know, nobody should. You're all pushing nobody yourselves should. for a bad exactly. place if you do that. So don't do it's that. All yeah. Oh, Sonic, oh yeah. Sonic, yeah. Crystal I like Sonic. Checkers. I like Sonic. I'll eat, I'll eat it at Sonic. Hey, local Utah people, you know what you want? You want to go get your Utah connection. Uh, you want to go get your uh, uh, J Dogs, man. If you haven't had J-Dog, if you live here and have never been to J-Dogs, either downtown or the ones in Utah County, holy schmoo. It is the best hot dog you'll ever have in your life. And I could eat that. Oh, I could just devour one right this second. I'd only go there if dogs is spelled D-A-W-G-S. I have is really it? good news for you, Brian. It is literally uh, spelled with a W-G-S. Okay, then I'm in. Yep. It's so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> oh yeah, good times. Well, good times is also fairly local. I don't even know. I don't even know if there's good times outside of uh, uh, Colorado. Actually, it's not based on the TV show, is it? Good times. It's not. Okay. No, ain't we lucky we got them. No, it's what um, hamburger stands out here turned into. Like, did you guys have ham- uh, have hamburger stand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the forever ago. The, I don't think we've the had progression them. for us was Derwiner Schnitzel turned into hamburger stands turned into good times. Oh, I wonder why we didn't. So I think we still have a Derwiner Schnitzel here or there. We probably do. I don't think. I think we looked at this uh, a few weeks ago, and I don't think we found a Derwiner Schnitzel in Colorado anymore. <laughs> they're not good. They're kind of bad. <laughs> right there. You know, they're That's bad true. hot dogs. They're not great. Yeah. There is a Zaxby's uh, here. We got a burger. Or, sorry, burgers and, and diesel, or whatever your name is. Um, he says he miss he misses Zaxby's, but Canes is close enough. We have both Zaxby's and Canes. And oh, Canes! Yeah, I love Canes. Canes, really I'd love to see Canes on this list because Canes is popular, hugely popular. Yeah. When it first opened here, there were lines like In and Out Burger lines, and I wonder what their time is on uh, getting food out. Yeah, I've only been able to have it once because it's so bad. Their their lines are terrible. Their lines, yeah. Like the, food the food's was, great. Yeah, it was amazing. That sauce was just I wanted to soak in it. it was so oh, good. yeah. I'm sure it's killing me. Dang, you're making me think I might need to go to Good Times or Canes today. For yeah, the, uh, why not? Lunch. Let her rip, dude. Let her rip. Uh, it is Raising Canes, the full name. Yeah, Raising Canes. Everyone calls yeah, it Canes. I just but, call it Canes for short. Yeah. It's very good, though. Uh, I think Chicken... Chicken... No, not Chicken Littles. What is it? Slim Chickens is all right. They they, they solve my hunger now and again. They're not amazing, but they're they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Is Burgers Diesel? Oh, Burgers, Burgers Diesel Deal? Oh, Burgess Diesel is the person in our... Oh, <laughs> you were just replying to that. I was like, it. Burgers Diesel? Wow, is that, a, is that local? I'll eat there. That sounds yeah, great. Sounds, sounds greasy. Yeah, uh, yeah. He says, I'll meet you at Cannes. I guess uh, uh, Burgess Diesel is local. Is he a local? Oh, all right, all right. Careful, you're going to... Yeah, Five Guys, no no drive-thru with the Five Guys. Nope. I wish they did, but they don't. Yeah, they're they're a little too... They take more time to produce your burger than, than they could do with a... Yeah, a drive, and I love Five Guys. Love them. I could eat yeah. Five Guys any time, any day of the week. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, oh, that, I'll let I'll let Jamie work it. his magic with that one. Ah, 
That was terrible. Why I didn't even think of it while I said it. What the frick? All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here, a professional therapist. We're going to talk about helping people this week. And that'll be after this break with a song that Brian had brought. What is it? Yeah. All right. So uh, Henry Cash of the band Starcrawler teamed up with Sophia Sky and have formed a new uh, band, a duo called, wait for it, Cash and Sky. Whoa. It sounds like a coming wow. to ABC prime time. Cash, Cash and Sky. Sky. Uh, this is great. They just released a um, uh, a single, a two side single, which uh, in digital terms is <laughs> how do you have sides? Yeah. But uh, side one is no more candy. Side two was the song I liked even more, which is called Sweeping Wet Floors. This is from a brand new single from Cash and Sky. Here is Sweeping Wet Floors. <laughs>
you guys. Let's talk about Blue Chew. You know it's summer and camping season. Let's talk about those tents you got to pitch. <laughs> That's right. This episode's brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in that bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate, if you know what I'm saying. That's where Blue Chew comes in. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ew, nobody likes that. They're also made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a very discreet package. You can take them anytime, day or night, doesn't matter. Plan ahead if you want. Or when the opportunity arises. Ah, it's pretty awesome. Tear them open, put them down, you're good to go. So, we have a special deal for our our listeners. And uh, find out how Blue Chew can help you by trying it for free. When you use the promo code TMS at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's blue like the color blue, bluechew.com. And use the promo code TMS and receive that first month for free. And uh, get that $5 off on the shipping. Pretty great. Visit bluechew.com for more details and more important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show today. I can't break free. Only Mixoplick could create mannequins stronger than I. Clearly a phallic symbol. The Morning Stream, now gluten-free. So real quick here, this this final bit yeah. of this clip here. Um, let me play it again. Only Mixoplick could create mannequins stronger than I. That's a weird. <laughs> that's a weird. Okay, thing. first of all, it's it's wrong. Right. He would say stronger than me. Yeah. Because that is correct grammar. Plus, it sounds like it was recorded separately, like stronger than I. I. <laughs> like they just left in his blooper or something. Or he bur- yeah. yeah, he burps. Kentucky Fried Computers as he burped. Yeah, I don't know. Superman really let me down in that clip and therefore made a fine clip for TMS. Good job, Superman. Um, All right. The frick are we doing? Oh, Wendy. By the way, that uh, song you heard was Sweeping Wet Floors by Cash and Sky. S-K-Y-E. Sky. Sky. It was a fine fine addition to the musical pantheon here on the show. All right. Wendy's coming up and it's going to be like this. See? Everyone knows it's that's right. My sister, Wendy, a actual therapist who works every day to help people with their real problems, uh, comes on here on Thursdays, slums it with the boys and hangs out and mm-hmm. talks about stuff here. Hey, Wendy, what's going on? Uh, I hear you have some smoke rain. Is that true? Yeah, we got smoke rain. It's, smoke uh, rain. We smoke. We had the rain. Normally, if it's like somebody else's smoke, like, you know, California or Oregon or something. The rain Smoky will wash rain. <laughs> it will wash it away and we don't have smoke anymore yeah. and it's beautiful and it's the best thing ever is to have some rain. But because this rain put out a giant fire in Immigration Canyon, or no, Parley's Canyon, the one going to Park City, uh that just put that rain out. And as you know, when you dump water on a fire, it creates a bunch of new smoke. And that smoke is now in the valley and everything tastes, smells, and uh, you know, like we're having a forest fire. It's horrendous. So we'll see. Well, it's also yeah. raining today, so maybe this will 
This will be the day where all keep, that clears keep out. Keep washing. Yeah, maybe it'll go away. I don't know. And then, of course, this Good. weekend is John's birthday, and we're all dreading that. Uh, so other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah. John's planned massive yeah. birthday celebration. Yes, the one he's running, the one that he gets to choose everything for. Uh, it's very odd, and it's happening Saturday. So very exciting stuff. And I literally have to go right from a show. We're doing Film Sack that morning. I leave. We run out there. We do that. And then I got to get home before the evening part. He's got a whole other open house part of this thing that he's doing. And he waves. Yeah, it's in waves. And I have to leave that to get back to do another show because it's sponsored and I have to do it. So in a way, it's kind of cool because I'm getting out of it. But I think he's probably mad because it can't be at the whole entire thing. And we've only got we're only doing a we're a single car household these days. So Kim can't stay because I need the car. You know, I got to get home. So anyway, I just would say tonight as you're going to sleep, let your eyes, you know, (laughs) relax and say, I live in Minnesota. And that means I don't have to go to that thing on Saturday. (laughs) For real. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in a better... I appreciate that. And the lack of smoke rain. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, smoke rain sucks. <laughs> uh all right, Wendy, we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. We got a an email from a listener. Uh for those at home who are like, Oh, please don't let this be about pandemic things. You know, it's sorry. It's it's the it's the <laughs> it's the challenge of the day. All right. It yeah. just is gonna be a thing. And it's and it's really it's not as much about solely about pandemic things as just the feelings surrounding them and and something else tangentially related to them so exactly right yeah. which is what you know the stuff you're gonna have to do i'm sure that the next six years are all lined out for wendy this is what people are going to come to her with it'll be fallout from this the effect mm-hmm. it had on their families their jobs their outlook their relationships their neighbors like all of it is going to be affected by this so so that's what this is all right yeah so buckle up this is uh, my job for the next six years yeah this is what Wendy's you doing. only have to yeah. listen to it for 10 minutes on a thursday that's, that's right. right exactly yes yeah. all right well <laughs> here's kidding. here's the day email day out for you we'll, we'll call this person r so we don't use their real name i don't know if they want us to or not but we'll call them r it says hello morning stream i was hoping i could bring up a topic topic that might be helpful to myself and other listeners i feel like i'm beginning to really struggle with things that are out of my control i have the ability to recognize those things but it almost makes it worse as I just re- it just reinforces the fact that I can't do anything about them. Boy, how do I relate to this? Uh, examples might be drivers who are casually uh, endangering the lives of others, people defiantly ignoring the simplest of COVID safety protocols, zealous ideologies being spread on the Internet, basically people being dangerously, selfishly ignorant. Uh, one part issue or one particular issue I'm having <clears throat> a hard time with dealing with is this area of the vaccine. I do not want to get the vaccine. Uh, until it has been approved by the FDA. And even then, I know it will be a cons- uh, concern, or sorry, I know I will be concerned about long-term effects. As such, I'm often slighted by people who think I'm the, uh, who think the same way I do. Don't, don't sorry, think don't the same think, way I burp, do. burp, burp, can't read. Don't think the same way I do. We simply don't have enough long-term data on the vaccine or the virus itself, for that matter, for me to be comfortable getting the shot. It has nothing to do with politics or nanobots. I'm tired of being lumped in with those people Uh, when I'm trying to do what I feel is literally the most cautious approach to the entire situation. Uh, An experimental shot is an unknown variable. Isolation is 100% effective. That said, I do stay in my apartment except for work, uh, where I work uh, by myself, except for the same two people I see in passing. Uh, We're all careful to follow these protocols. Lots. uh, Let's not even talk about the small fortune I spent on having groceries delivered during the pandemic. Anyway, uh, how are we supposed to process stuff like this? I'm getting to the point 
where I can see folks who are uh, agoraphobic. Agoraphobic? Or I can see where folks who are agoraphobic, agoraphobic from agora. are yeah. coming from. Um, I even worry I might snap someday a la Michael Douglas in falling down. Um, and I, that would be bad. Um, if I can't find a way to internalize this better on a personal note, I've worked 911 police fire EMS radio for the past 11 years. So I do tend to see the worst possible outcomes in most things, which probably doesn't help. That said, I do lean more pragmatic than pessimistic. And so I've got that going for me. Thanks for all you folks do, uh, from R. And then there's a PS I forgot to include in my other email, uh, the fact that I am not religious in any way, have faith or put it in God's hands. Do not work for folks like me. Uh, but that's often the only advice I hear about uh, what to do regarding situations out of one's control. All right. So there's a combination of things mm-hmm. going here, it sounds like to me. Number one, we got somebody who's feeling like uh, they summed it up pretty well at the top, like reinforces the fact that I can't do anything about them. And sometimes the knowledge is even worse, that sort of thing. And he's somebody who doesn't think the vaccine's the, the smart path uh, mm-hmm. for him anyway. Um and I really appreciate somebody being this honest and upfront about where they're at with all that. Most of the time, yeah. this just ends up being stereotypes and yelling and, you know, everybody's saying everybody's wrong or whatever. And so I, 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 I dig this person's desire to write out uh, that, that part of that to us. So anyway, Wendy, where do you want to start, go, be, live, end? <laughs> Are you still there? Oh, there did, you have, did you have another one? I thought no, that's all one. I got. That's out. I only okay. got this, only had this uh, five, okay. six, or whatever it was. So I don't know. Well, and I would say something to clarify. He says he's not, he's not like against a vaccine. He just wants more time. He's not comfortable with the time frame, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not that it's never. It's just that he's he's not ready, which means um, he is putting himself in a different kind of psychological or in, into psychological danger. And that's what he's talking about, right? So mm-hmm. every one of us has been in psychological danger with the pandemic because the way to mitigate the spread and um, ultimately save lives was to isolate. And humans are terrible at isolation. There is a reason that every prison that has ever broke a person's soul has a, um, you know, the the whatever solitary confinement situation, right? Like there is a reason that that is the cruelest thing you can do to a person is because we are not, we're not built like that. Um, recently I had a conversation with someone um, that used to be in the military and worked in interrogation and did some, you know, never did the torturing, but got, was like the other level, but pretty damn close to that sort of position. Um, and wanted to try to be locked in the, the cell that they are kept in while they're waiting interrogation just wanted to, you know, have a little empathy, understand what it's like to be in that room. And this is not a torture chamber. This was room temperature, padded floors. So like you're not on cold ground. Like it was as comfortable as a not comfortable place could be. And he said it, he was in there three minutes and like something snapped. <laughs> and wow. yeah, it really, and he could get out at any moment, but he just had thought, what if they don't believe me? Like mm-hmm. he knows he just, you know, but just the psychological toll of just a short minute in that space um, for a highly functioning person was a real eye opener. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what, what we can do to another human by isolating them or having them separated from us, that's, that's 
high school, that's bullying. That's leaving someone out. There is a reason we kind of intuitively know that it's cruel and torture. And it's because it's, it's really horrifying and terrible for our systems. It's terrible for our understanding. Now, everyone can have their little version of on Walden Pond, right? Where you're like, I'm here meditating and re and, and there's a choice in that, that is different than, you know, you, it is forced upon you or, or even that, you know, if you go out, you're going to die because of this virus. So it is forced upon you to be isolated, even though maybe some introverts were like, yes, finally, but you still are not, you are not fully in that sort of alone, alone state. Okay. So, you know, this guy has a job. He sort of sees people. He's ordering his groceries. He probably has contact with people online. I mean, he's probably not 100% isolated, but oh, this is a long time for somebody to have been fairly alone, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, let's maybe we should define agoraphobia. So agoraphobia is the fear of, um, usually it's open spaces. Like, yeah. Open spaces yeah. or large crowds, often large crowds in open spaces. So like Woodstock would not be your thing. <laughs> um, but, but it can take the form of just sort of like never leaving the house again. Um, just being very frightened of, of all the bad stuff out there. And right. so I think there's not a person who hasn't had a touch of agoraphobia in the last two years. Um, or is angry that other people do. So I guess there's a couple camps, but a lot of us who've, you know, tried to be careful and have been nervous about all of these things, you know, there's a bit of that, like, should I go out? Do I want to go out? And then adjusting back is a challenge. I mean, and maybe you two could speak to this. It, maybe you're a little bit past it, but before the vaccine and before you felt like you could, you know, businesses were open or whatnot. I mean, it, you spent a good amount of time with just a few people and in spaces that yeah. you were familiar with. I mean, just, and then when, Tina. Yeah. yeah, basically Tina. And then yeah. when you start going out again and interacting with people there, there was a, a relearning curve a little bit. I, I know for me, I could not for the life of me figure out how to tip again. I was like, do we do mm. this still? Is tipping still a thing? <laughs> it was so weird or just like certain interactions, but you know, it comes back because you're, you have, human interaction again, to some extent, that's not totally normal, but a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and so this psychological, like back and forth is really hard. It's really hard on us. Yeah, um, I definitely felt and, that the, the week or spe specifically right after getting the vaccine, which I was all for and ready to go and let's go. I didn't care mm -hmm. um, about any of the concerns. And I know that some people are going to go, well, Lord, there are concerns. I'm not saying your feelings are invalid. <laughs> I'm just saying I was ready to go. Sure. Let's go. Let's get it. And for me, it was like, ha, now I don't have to be quite so, not paranoid, but so just. Just on. on yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. just constantly on that, 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 you know, always waiting for that shoe to drop. And it's a little bit more normal. So for me, that was like a big deal in the positive direction. Um, but I did notice almost immediately that everybody's just kind of looking at each other funny. Like mm -hmm. there's just kind of mm -hmm. a weird thing of, and I tried to, yeah. I tried to, I tried to see or look inside and see if it's just me perceiving that, or maybe I just expect it or, you know, how much of this is actually people being strange. I think it's a combination, you know, of me expecting things, noticing things more than I would normally, but also people were being just a little odd, a little off. And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, that's and that's still because that way. we, 
we have neurons that get pruned when we don't use them. Right. And yeah. so your, your social, all your little interactions that just don't, you don't think about like your brain was like, yeah, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> so it's, it's rebuilding in just like little ways, but trying to reconnect to humans and like, how do you talk about whatever at a party again, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So there's, there's that going on. So, so take, this guy sounds like that's never happened. There has there is no opening up at all. He has maintained um isolation. And so we're going on uh help me with time. 18 two, months. 18 months. 18 oh my months. gosh. Yeah. At two and a half years is how long it feels. Okay. Mm-hmm. But 18 months, that is a significant amount of time to not be interacting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a significant amount of time. And and, I, and, and if it, he's waiting for data on long-term effects, it's, yeah, it's not going to come anytime soon. Now. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Well, and, and maybe he did say if it's FDA approved, which shouldn't be too far off, mm-hmm. um, that maybe that would, would help him. I think, I think what's tricky is that there's this cost-benefit analysis, right? Um, and this is true of all of life. So I want to pan this out a little to just all of the fears of life for a second, mm-hmm. because it is um, really easy to extrapolate this to, well, if your kids are outside, they're going to get kidnapped. So then I never let my kids be outside. And so what does that look like in the development of a child and their relationship with you? What is the price mm-hmm. of never getting to play outside because you are so afraid that someone's going to come and snatch your kid off the sidewalk, right? Mm-hmm. Or getting in a car or getting on a plane. And so you can, I mean, there's so many versions of this that um, require us to do a cost benefit analysis. Sometimes you do it very quickly. Some tend to be more prone to anxious thinking and anyway. And so that adds an element, but these are decisions we make throughout life of what is my, what is my, well-being psychologically worth to mitigate risk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And remember, we all descend from people who sur- have survived. Yeah, That is the one common factor we all have <laughs> is right. that somebody reproduced, survived long enough to get that next person to reproductive age, and then they reproduced until you have us, which is means we do not come from the calm Zen people. We come from the anxious people or the careful people or the uh, somehow didn't get crushed by that threshing machine people. Right. We, we survived. <laughs> right. Yeah. That got real ag- agricultural. It for did a for a second. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. I remember the agriculture. Anyway. Nobody does it enough. So yeah, everyone forgets that really important stage of yeah. history. Anyway, but so that idea of like, okay, this is our natural state of things to worry and be concerned. And there's always a danger out there that could get you, right? Mm. So what what's that cost benefit? So to stop and think, and this this would be my advice. I I've worked with people who have the vaccine and are acting just like he's still acting. Mm. Um and are suffering because of it. So it isn't like, oh, the vaccine's mm. this magic button that like, oh, free. Instantly lets I, you go outside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I and it's because it's your interpretation of things and how you're seeing it. And also what you're consuming. I have, I've thought about this and I don't know the answer because if you just ignore everything and like live your life, you're going to miss 
you're going to miss stuff. Like the, the pandemic is a perfect example. Imagine you are not a news watcher and you really don't know what's going on. And you're just like, you don't have social media. And you're just like, I don't know, watch PBS. I have no idea. And you're living your life. And then suddenly the whole world is shut down. You're going to have to ask around, like, what just happened? Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we think, oh, okay, you can't do that. That's no, but there, the other side of that, that extreme other side is that you are constantly constant, like as if you are getting paid to do research, you are reading and looking and trying to figure this out. And, you know, like to, to that extreme is, is probably just as dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so finding somewhere in the middle is, is tricky. I think it's tricky for everyone and it depends on the timing, right? Like right now there's so much happening. There has been so much happening for two years and maybe it was all happening before, but it's, it feels a little more perilous because of the pandemic, right? Like something that affects you, you can hear or read about something happening somewhere else and be affected by it, but then you don't have to, you know, order groceries because you're afraid of a deadly virus. right? right. And, and that has just created an undertow of, of stress and anxiety for everybody. So I, I feel like it's even more impactful now to, to hear what's happening in other places and, uh, weather events, especially, are freaky. Um, um, this Afghanistan is horrifying, and you know all of the different things can pile up, and then the world just doesn't feel like a safe place. So let's let's talk about his job. I don't know if it's his job or current or not, but where he works with nine one. It sounds and- like it's current. Yeah, for the okay. past eleven years. Yeah, I think so he's, he's just saying maybe oh, okay. dispatch yeah. or or something. Yeah, okay. probably still because yeah. that is really going to predispose you to seeing the the sort of more extreme outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like he's saying, he's pragmatic, not pessimistic, which is a really important asset there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's, he's used to it to some extent. And so what he's maybe really asking us, and now I'm going to flip the question to you guys, what he's really asking us is don't tell me to go find God and mm-hmm. don't tell me it's all going to be fine. But how do I handle that? Life is hard. And things are out of my control when this is not a naive person, not making up that, you know, something bad might happen if he gets in his car or, you know, whatever it's, he is listening to people's lives being completely destroyed or disrupted or whatever. So this is, you know, right. He's been there. So there's there's one thing I want to say before I I forgot or before I forget, I wanted to at least say this, 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 what I like about this dude is that he's in my mind, he's not part of the problem that I have with people who are for the most part and more stereotypically Mm anti-vaccination. The people that say, um, I'm not getting this vaccination. I don't know enough about it. We haven't tested it far enough or whatever, but I'm also not going to do anything else in my life to, I'm not going to social distance. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm going to go to big parties and restaurants and stuff like that. This tells me they're not taking any of it seriously. And, 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 and some of those people go as far as to say, well, I think it's a fake virus. It's all made up by the media or whatever. Like there's, there's extremes Mm -hmm. to all of these arguments, but, but those people that are like, I don't trust the vaccination, but I'm also not going to do anything else to do anything at all to help this. Right. Right. Those are the problem. Those people are huge problems, Mm -hmm. but somebody who can say not comfortable getting it yet. uh, Maybe it'll be better when it's FDA approved. Maybe it won't be. I don't know, but I'm, but I'm going to do all the other stuff I can do. Like that's a step in the right direction to me. 
and if he's truly doing what he says he's doing and only like basically at home except for when he's at work and he only interacts with two other people in his life and doesn't go through the drive through and interact with some person through a window or um, meet somebody at the door to get his his grocery deliveries and stuff like that where he's coming in contact if he really is truly staying completely isolated until he finds out more about the the vaccine then i say power to him because he is he's doing the next best thing to um getting the vaccine to slow the spread of the virus he's staying self-isolated to eliminate the spread of the yeah, virus. Yeah, which is a sacrifice and hard to do. Like, no, nobody wants yeah. to be doing yeah. that. And there is a cost. Yeah. There is a cost to it. There's all kinds of costs to it. And so, but he knows that and he's doing that. And I, if everybody did that, that was like concerned about the vaccination, we wouldn't have this vax war we're having. It's not the, those people would not be the problem. It's the mm-hmm. people that are just like, I don't believe them. They're not, they don't really have a problem with the vaccine. They have a problem being told to do anything that helps anybody else. They just have a problem. Mm-hmm wanting to do anything that isn't what they want to do well that's a different disease (laughs) that's nothing to do with covid that's just being selfish and and being an a-hole he isn't being that so um it's not the it's not the the uh the outcome that i would want for myself or the people around me but he's doing he's doing the next best thing or the the you know he's playing it safe if he's not doing the ultimate safe thing, which is yeah, he's vaccine. he's basically doing what you would have to do if somebody uh, can't get the vaccine. If you if you're right. for some medical right. reason, there's there's other reasons yeah. why you can't get it. There's plenty of people like that. They they're you know somewhat forced to to make it similar life choices because if they're taking it seriously, and if they're not, they're not. But I just wish people would be honest about their motivations. That's all. And it feels mm-hmm. like he well, is. I wonder how frequent how common this is. This seems like this would be less common but maybe it's not maybe there's plenty of people who are worried about the the quickness of the vaccine and then want to wait but they're being very careful in the meantime i mean maybe there's plenty i don't know i don't know either because they're not loud mm-hmm. about it um right and mm-hmm. that's the problem we only hear who's loud and about like it. he said they get lumped into some other category and right. get probably screened right. at right. Right. right right and it's and it's not <laughs> it doesn't take much for them too to say in a conversation with other people, maybe uh, where everyone's been vaccinated, they say, "Well, I haven't yet. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm ready yet." And immediately they're put on this list of like, "Well," yeah. and they assume that they're. Well, and, it's all those reasons, and we can right? say why. I mean, it it doesn't. It's not difficult to understand because life is still hard for so many people because there's not enough people vaccinated, right? And so mm-hmm. that we're seeing our experience of like you do this thing and it gets better and it got better for a hot minute there. Right. Like we, we got a break and people weren't getting sick and the hospitals were emptied and mm-hmm. another wave hits with the very age, you know? And so it it's hearing, so you're reacting in your own place, right? So he may, he's getting the wrath of everybody's. Um, and I think this is what's so hard about this going back and forth, right? Is that it's really everybody's own stuff getting thrown at each other and, and how we're handling such a a collective experience. We're all very different handling it, right? right? So in his case, I psychologically could not do what he's doing. Yeah, um, no, neither could I. <laughs> ever. And I also think yeah. if I thought the vaccine were really dangerous, I would even maybe consider it so I wouldn't have to do what he's doing. But I don't think it's dangerous. And I mm-hmm. feel like it is 
Uh, and I don't know if it's, I don't, he didn't say if he has children or not, but I'll tell you, just watching your kids vaccinated your whole life and being so grateful they don't have flipping chicken pox. Yeah. I am all about it, right? Yeah. Because there is some real on the ground experience that I have had with vaccines. Mm-hmm. And so I just, there, it's so much easier for me to, to go there and just be like, well, they figured it out fast because it's 2021. Yeah. Um, but it's also, but they again, didn't, they didn't start at zero either. That's the other thing. People always think they started at zero in 2021. And no, they came started up, 20 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. This has been a, in the, not, not just the vaccine in general, but this MRNA stuff has been in the works forever. Everything yeah. got accelerated. Everything got pushed and everything got out there. Yes. Because we had a vaccination or because we had a, a honest to God, you know, pandemic for for once in a hundred years emergency yeah but but yeah like but see and that's not even us trying to tell this guy what he how he should feel or what he should do um i am trying to be less judgmental of these kinds of decisions because for all i know they are people like him who is being you know conscious about this and trying to do the right thing under whatever circumstance he wants to live his life i can respect that but it's hard sometimes because you want to lump people into these categories you know Yeah. And what I'm saying is even if I didn't have all those thoughts now, you can say, is it motivated reasoning? Right. So we can always look at what we do or why we justify something or think about something is motivated reasoning. So, yeah. Do I have some motivated reasoning about wanting this vaccine to be safe and fantastic and work? Yes, I do, because I would like life to not be like this anymore for any of the people. And so, yeah, it's motivated reasoning. So that's a good question for anyone to ask themselves. Like, what is your motivated reasoning for what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Is it that you feel like your intellectual talk down to you people in your life or your perceived, um, you know, media consumption? It's to hope that they're wrong and you're the right one because you've got good information. Or if you are pro-vaccination and you are ripping and burning anybody who is hesitant like what is what is that about for you and you and we can all self-justify right that's mm. one of our really good talents as humans yeah <laughs> is so to really stop and ask yourself what's your motivated reasoning now let's flip to him like more specifically for a second this is a person who works in i don't exactly know but i'm let's just say it's a dispatch Mm-hmm. person of some, sure. work, some Nine, sort, well, right? We call him a 911 uh, uh, dispatcher guy. Person. Yeah, mm-hmm. so handling high-stress emergency uh, situations with some calm and professionalism, mm-hmm. right? We can just kind of make that assumption. Now, often it's fun to go into why, do, why people do the jobs they do, right? Like, just like, why do you wear the clothes you wear? Why do you live where the, you choose to live? What does it mean about you that certain things? And so what does it mean about him that his life's work, or at least the last 11 years, is in emergency responding? Mm-hmm. And how does that play out for his carefulness, right? Or um, not that he's overly paranoid by any shot, but he's just not naive. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing what he thinks is best, and that's all good. And 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 then the safety part, right? We all have a, we all have a risk and we all have a safety need, right? Mm-hmm. And some, it varies on a scale. You can have a very large risk tolerance and um, a low need for safety or vice versa. And so what that looks like is he's, you know, staying in the risk averse place and trying to honor his concerns here with the vaccine. My sense is most people don't have personal relationships with their doctors who are still hesitant about vaccines um, because there isn't somebody with knowledge talking to them that they trust. 
Because if you're going to only get it from the news and you don't trust the news, well, I see why you don't trust it. Or, right? Or it, or having a family member that can detail and help you understand because they are actual experts. Or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe his his isolation means that he isn't chatting with other people who are helping him resolve this concern. Instead, he's getting smashed, mm, right? Right. Um, but also... Is anybody talking to him about his mental well-being? He is reaching out mm. to us because he is concerned about that, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned about everyone's mental mental well-being. I don't care where you are on any of these scales, but that the isolation for too long has an impact. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you take the whole vaccine discussion out of this, and this is a person who is in a forced solitary confinement situation of their own of their own doing. And how, what are the long-term effects of that going to be like? Yeah. Yeah. And not great. We're pretty resilient as humans, but nobody came back from any war uh, just fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like you said earlier, you know, it's, it's what, it's, it's what we use as capital punishment uh, isolation. So. Yeah. And so it has, there is a price to this. And so, you know, if, if you're concerned for the long-term effect of this vaccine, or even the long-term, I mean, we already know some of the long-term effects of COVID mm-hmm. is. Uh, these, and the short-term effects of death. Yeah. 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 And they're pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, so we have this, what it, he is, and, and let's get back to this word of control. He is controlling something. So when he says, when things are out of control, I don't know what to do. Well, I know what you're doing. You're controlling what you can. So you control who you're around, how you get your groceries. You can control who you see at work. You are controlling lots of things, but that the consequence of control sometimes isn't good. Oftentimes it's not good, which is this sort of slow growing isolation that is going to have impact and impact that's scary. Um, just like going and licking a flagpole and you're going to get COVID, you're going to have, a, there is a consequence to that or I mean, I, I'm not sure what the vaccine consequences other that you get less sick and don't die, hopefully. Right. Um, but, and that's because your body works with proteins and there is no virus in anyway. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but this idea though, is what do you try to control when you don't feel like you have control? So let's just throw out a couple of typical ways. People have this pendulum problem with control. When you feel less control, you find it somewhere else, sometimes not even consciously, So a very common version of this control dynamic is with eating disorders. So let's take anorexia specifically. The most sort of common person who struggles with anorexia tends to be young females Mm -hmm. who have very controlling families, are high, high, high expectations, must have perfect grades, must be beautiful all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. So lots of pressure put on them, other people's ideas and and control is is outside their locus of control. It's other people. And so what's the one thing you can control? What you put in your body. Because mm. no one's feeding you or not feeding you. You get to do that. Mm. And so often that can start as it's really about control and not about food um, or weight yet. And, and then it morphs into other things. But So that's an example of that. So can you guys think of anything where you you've seen somebody's need for control um, I mean, I can think of a hundred, but like backfire in this way or pendulum swing so far another way that they try to control other things. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. 
I felt like I had the opposite of, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know what the opposite of anorexia is, but I got food obsessed during the pandemic, uh, cause it felt like the only place we found any kind of, I don't know, like comfort, comfort, comfort like comfort mm-hmm. food. Like you'd yeah. be like, oh, you know what? It'd be good right now. And this horrible week pizza would be good, you know, <laughs> like kind of that attitude. And, um, you know, that really bit me in the butt, gained a bunch of weight, just was not not what I needed to be doing, but that was hard to shake. I mean, I'm still Mm -hmm. sort of, still sort of fighting it, but you know, even with a bunch of pounds down and getting more where I want to be, it's still like, it's weird because it used to be the opposite for me. Stress would make me not want to eat. And for some reason, like now that you've said it this way, like back in the day when I would not eat, when I was stressed um, and I'd get too skinny it did feel like it was one part. It was the only part I could control of the stress. It's like, well, the only part I can control is not eating because if I don't eat, I I won't feel sick. So I'm not going to eat. And these days, uh, as I've gotten older, it's kind of flipped around the other direction, but it's almost the exact same. Yeah. Like, could you have been less in control in April, 2020? Probably not. That's how it feels. Psychologically, right? Yeah. Feels that way. So I'm going to eat more of my Oreos, whatever. And that's, yeah, yeah, good example. Uh, is a helicopter parenting kind of something like this where oh yeah they're Ooh, so much one. in control that the kids kind of rebel and go the opposite way that's a good one yeah and you can think about why is helicopter parenting even a thing who feels mm-hmm. let not enough control to start with mm-hmm. to then mm-hmm. have to do that right right yeah so that is a that's a great example it's it's the lenny of mice and men right like you <laughs> love something too much you smother it <laughs> and you smother it yeah yeah, yeah it's controlling it's controlling the thing and you don't realize the damage that you're, you're doing. And this is what's so tricky and hard about this is it's a, it's a human response when we feel out of control or we, um, we can't do anything about something. That's why we love to send money or donate clothes or donate blood. Like it gives us actionable things to be helpful when there is just this overwhelming feeling, feeling like we can't do anything. So I have this friend who turns 50 this year and it is a funny contrast. I know a bunch of 50 year old people who are like, I'm going to do 50 things on my bucket list. And you're like, okay, boring. And then (laughs) others who are like, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is for, for my 50th birthday. Right. So I have this one who is, She's very, very concerned about climate change and has been intimately involved in the water systems here and like on a volunteer basis and just has become like a, they have like, like citizen scientists that do all sorts of cool work anyway. So she's really into it. And she is, she likes to hike, but she's not like mega fit or anything. And she just said, I'm just going to raise money. I can't, there's a Zen, but the, the, the Ren, what is the word? Diagram, Fen. Oh, Fen. Fen diagram. Fen. Oh my gosh, I could not say the right letter. <laughs> you know, Fen. You're Fen definitely, diagram. Uh, you're definitely uh, Scott's sister. Yeah, no I'm sure. tired. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Venn diagram that uh, you and I are in that, and we. I know. In the middle, it's not using correct English ever. Yeah. Anyway, so the Venn diagram of like, what do you really care about? What do you have some control over? And kind of what can you do when you find some sweet spot in there? And in her case, she's like, I'm going to hike this superior hiking trail, which is this crazy long, difficult hike. And I'm going to do a hundred miles and I'm going to raise money to do that. And then I'm going to use, 
you know, my goal is 5,000 bucks and I'm going to use that on this very specific local problem um, with something with water, you know, that just needs money thrown at it. And she's like, that's, that's all I can do, but I'm going to do it. And I think that's a a pretty powerful concept here Mm -hmm. is where is your Venn diagram of control or your locus of actual control, as opposed to, I read all this stuff and I get so upset or frustrated or hurt or scared or whatever. And then I just like it or share it. And I count that as doing something like, I I feel like that um, is just not cutting it for most people and shouldn't because you don't actually do anything other than make awareness uh, amongst your own people. (laughs) Like it's not really a thing. So what, where is it that it can overlap where you can actually do something? So I would ask this guy to do something similar. Um, You know, what does he care about? And what does he have control over and what does he maybe need to do? So in her case, hiking the trail, that's the hard part. That's the risk. That's the actual work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tricky because it's voluntary and he has a similar thing ahead of him. Like he's got to make some decisions and, and what can he actually control and not control and stop torturing yourself with what you can't control and be careful about this swinging the other way and like trying to over control something. Um, because there is a cost to this isolation that is a little concerning. Um, I mean, he, he's concerned. He would not have written what he'd written and reached out to us if he, if he isn't he seeing that there is a price he's paying for this isolation. Cause he, because he is, well, he brought, he's but the one that brought up the Michael Douglas falling down at, uh, you know, the, he, has, he yeah. doesn't want to turn into that. I mean, that's a real, that's a concern. And that sort of isolation can lead to, you know, explosions of, <laughs> you know, freaking out at the store and then suddenly you've gone too far and, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be that person. No. And, and so who is your support? Like who can you reach out to that isn't going to make you have to defend your decision all day long? Because that's the other thing is, is you're getting more. Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're more and more isolated. The more you think your community and I'm doing quote air quotes is Mm -hmm. against you. Right. And so, maybe take a step back and what is the community you're listening to and engaging with? And is there a, a closer to home kind of community or friendships or safety that feels like, you know, you you feel less isolated. Cause I, I think that's happened too. And everyone's actual physical isolation um, is, is a thing, but also this psychological isolation that has occurred with, Oh, I thought my friend was normal. It turns out, she thinks blankety blank. And suddenly you're like, what? And feel more and more alone or disconnected. And so I, I, I mean, this will pass, I think to, I don't know, 10 years from now. I don't know. And I hope we recover. I hope we can get back to some semblance of creating safety amongst each other because humans don't do well in these States. Um, and it's for all of us. His story is very specific, but I think we all have, share some of the same concern when we don't feel like we can control things. So if anyone listening is like, Oh, maybe this is why I am yelling at my kid all day to get off screens and, you know, be productive or something. And I don't usually feel that way. Well, it might be because you, you're not controlling something else and you see something to control. Um, And so to be real clear on that, what, what you're doing and maybe figure out how, Again, this idea of what can you actually control and do something in that sphere mm-hmm. can be a good remedy. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, I hope this helps, R. And uh, I'm really glad you uh, reached out. This this was a perspective I don't think we've heard enough from. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I think it, it's it's helpful to do that. And Probably helpful for him too. Just you know this process. And follow of, up with us, uh, R. You know on on things as they change or as you. Uh, as as more information comes out, and you make you make some decisions based on that, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, and where know. you're at, you know, six months from now, or three months from now, or or yeah. whatever. Always encourage that when you guys write yes. in. We'd love to hear back when uh, you know how things go for you, and we do quite a bit. So thank you for that feedback. Uh, if you're wondering how you send in your questions for Wendy, it's real easy. You can just send them right over to this uh, email address, the at gmail dot com, and uh, it helps to put therapy. Thursday or something like that in the subject. It's just easier to grab. We get a lot of email. I hate when I miss one by accident, but if I uh, if I see that, we almost always get you. So anyway, send those in. Let us know. That'd be great. Wendy, anything else going on you'd like to mention about Real Steps or anything else? No. No. Uh, Real Steps is going to be very different this coming round, and it's exciting, and it's going to be longer. We've been doing four weeks and realize. We, we just, we're going to make them a little longer and do a few less in the year. And so we have some fun changes that are coming. And uh, anyway, it's going to be great. So it'll be like the end of October when, when the next round st- starts and go through November. So we will catch your Halloween and your Thanksgiving. Um, if those are holidays you um, celebrate, All Souls Day. Uh, what else do we got in there? Mm. Something else. Uh, but, you know, all the food and family and the all the garbage that we have going on in our little heads yeah. anyway it's gonna be a blast so yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're long i'll send emails out uh sometime mid-september and so you know go to realsteps.org and just put your name in you, you will get very few emails i promise um but that's a way to get updates nice we'll do that. yeah cool. and then keep those keep those birds and chimes uh going in the background of your of your phone calls yeah. wendy did it's you very hear the chimes phone. i did at the very beginning i loved them oh they are it is the weirdest. You know how chimes sometimes are like, oh, okay. This one is like, I don't know, magical music. So thank you for appreciating that because it Absolutely. is very soothing. <laughs> yeah, one of these one of these weeks, let's just have you on for uh, for twenty minutes and just listen to the birds and the chimes. And, yeah, like uh, great idea. I like it. We won't that. say anything. Yeah, <laughs> it'll <laughs> be the most therapeutic therapy Thursday we've ever had. <laughs> the weirdest episode of TMS we've ever had for sure. Uh, all right, Wendy, have a fantastic week. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye now. Bye, guys. Wait, are we here next week? We're here next week, yes. Next Thursday. I'm here. How about you? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I keep keep, I always think (laughs) we're here next next week. We're not here the week after or the week after that. Well, we're here in some form. We're here in some form, but it's all a little weird in the next. Yes. We will be here together. Right. After next week. Except we're, you know, we're going to try for some live calls. We don't know. Yes. We don't know. Yeah. Together. I think it's going to work out. I think the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to work out for like my afternoon call to you is going to be your morning call mm-hmm. and it, it'll actually work out kind of well. Yeah. The time is not too bad. It's not like you're in the middle yeah. of, I mean, like Japan. It's not in the middle of the night and yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to get up at two in the morning to talk to Scott. Yeah. It's all good. Um, all right. Let's get into the next bit here, which is a, a TMS Origins mashup. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is the origin of the You Can Eat Rice story. And Oh, this is great. So it, many people ask about this. Yeah, this is people, great. People ask about this one. Jamie has stepped up to the plate, swung, and hit a home run, uh, I think. I haven't heard it, so who knows if he gets it right. I'm sure he does. Here it is. Enjoy. 
My friend Andrew, one of my best friends in the world, he and I met in our early 20s and right up until probably five, six years ago, you couldn't separate us. We were hanging out all the time. But one of my favorite stories that ever happened actually happened to him just before I met him. And this is how it went down, all right? Mm -hmm. There's this restaurant called Hunan Express. People probably have one near them. Maybe. I don't know. And so he's working at this place. And while he was there, one of his jobs was to put these big, giant, barrel-looking, huge pots of rice on this stove thing, cook the rice, dump it into wherever it goes, and then be done with it. But there's, you know, you go through a lot of rice during the day because everything they serve, everything that they deliver is just buried in rice because there's always rice, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So somebody said, okay, you got to put the rice. And I said, cool. So he puts on these like two or three big, huge pots on these giant burners and he's got it going on. And then something came up where he had to go do a quick delivery and he would have been back in time, but instead he had to run some personal errand. Completely forgets he put on the rice. <laughs> and all that was left at the place was the guy who owns it. It's this little angry Chinese guy with like no hair. All right. I don't know why that particular <laughs> detail matters. But he's this angry little man, you know, just an angry man. He's just this really pissed off little Chinese guy. And uh -huh. he's not there at the time. It's my friend and this guy who's running the front counter and nobody else. So he oh, leaves, no. forgets about the rice. And nobody else knows about it. No, right? nobody. Like he... The other guy, and even if the other guy did, he wouldn't know what to do with it because apparently wasn't trained to do anything. <laughs> so Andrew comes back to the place still not remembering what had happened mm -hmm. uh -huh. and he walks in and the old angry Chinese man is standing there and he goes oh welcome back <laughs> he goes he goes oh hey and he goes so Andrew are you very hungry and he goes I don't know you hungry right now <laughs> I guess I'm a little hungry oh you're a little hungry eh walks into the back room storms out with this giant pot of like black burnt rice <laughs> slams it on the floor rice goes everywhere and he goes then you can eat rice! <laughs> That's the Hunan Express story. And he got fired. But it was the greatest story in the world because oh angry Chinese guy yelling, you can eat rice. Like, you should be in a movie or something. <laughs> totally. Ah, you, you're a little bit hungry. I can just, just see this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that was that was a little less PC with the uh, accents back in uh, 2013, 14, whatever it was. Oh, right, uh, right, yes. Yeah, a little less, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it's still one of my favorite stories. So send your emails to 2013. Yeah, and, send uh, them to 2013, maybe even 12. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And, uh, 2012. Anyway, it's uh, yeah. it was a it was a great story. I love that story. Thank you, Jamie, for finding that. And uh, there'll be more from him coming next Monday because we do Monday morning mashups. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Cool. We're done. Let's go. Uh, Patreon.com slash TMS to support the show. If you like the show, then support the show. It's not real hard and it's super cheap. It's over there at Patreon.com slash TMS. Don't forget to send us those emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. Cool. You can find us on Twitter at Coverville for Brian, Scott Johnson for me, and Morningstream for the show. And everything else you might need is all over at frogpants.com slash TMS. All yes. right. One of those things that you'll find over there at frogpants.com slash TMS is a place to click and uh, post a request. Um, I don't have a request today, so I'm going uh, off the book, off the board, Whoa. off the rails. Whoa. But uh, I do need a couple requests for next week. So if you've got a birthday, an anniversary, or um, you've just discovered a really cool cover that you want uh, uh, you want to tell me about, then go to frogpants.com slash TMS and use the request link right there. All right. So... Uh, just because I didn't get a request for today doesn't mean I'm not going to play something awesome. This is great, and uh, it literally just landed in my lap this morning, and I thought, oh my god, I've got to use this as a, um, a request the next time I've got an open spot. Um, this is a cover of The Promise, the song by When in Rome that was really popular in the late 80s. Uh, and it's 
beautiful. It's a beautiful cover of an already beautiful song. You probably know it as the final song in Napoleon Dynamite as uh, uh, as uh, the two characters are playing tetherball at the, <laughs> the very end. Um, this is Samia and Jelani Aria. I believe that's is that how the walls. And that's when the walls fell, right? At that's when the walls fell okay. at, uh, with Sonia and Jelani Aria. Yeah, uh, this is their cover, brand new single from the Scout EP that just got released at the, at the end of last month. Here is the promise. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, PM edition uh, for patrons, so you can check that out tomorrow. About oh, we're doing it early tomorrow, two p uh, p right, two p.m. Yes. Not putn. Uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow. I've got to do it early. I got a I got a thing later in the afternoon I need to do. So uh, we're gonna start early and uh, uh, yeah. So be here for that. There's a new instance tomorrow. We got a really cool topic lined up for that and a cool. uh, film sack this weekend. Doing uh, Johnny Five still alive? Uh, short circuit. Yeah, short circuit. Getting our Gutenberg oh, on. Is this our first Gutenberg movie? It might be. Uh, oh. have, have we done? Have we not done a Police Academy or a? Um... None of the three men and a babies or any of that. I don't think. I don't uh, think. The, what's the bedroom window we've never done? No, um, I don't think so. We didn't do cocoon. Uh, yeah, I think this might this be might it. Be our first Steve Steve Gutenberg. He's Whoa. he's been um, recently on uh, or last season he was on Holy Moly, which again you still haven't checked out, have you? No, I need to watch that. It's on my watch list. an episode. You'll be hooked because Rob Riggle is a freaking national treasure in that thing. Oh, he is him. so good. Yeah, I love him. I mean, I know you already love him, but um, former Marine Rob Riggle. Yeah. Right. And boy, does that that comes up every once in a while. And it's just <laughs> hilarious to to think of what he was like as a uh, oh man, uh, as a Marine. He'd be fun to, to be at war with. Um, all right. That's yeah. going to do it then. Uh, uh, we'll be back uh, for all that stuff this weekend. So check it out. We'll be back Monday with a brand new TMS. We'll see you then. Bye now.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It was, after all, they or us. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.